Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pixel Play Podcast. My name is Adam, a.k.a. CS Radical, joined as always by Jin and Chris and the perpetually frozen in space, but this time playing his PlayStation Portal. Kalen, how's everybody doing today? Work for a tech company. <laughs> Fantastic. Although I'm convinced Kalen's not frozen. He's just playing his... Uh, his uh, PlayStation Portal. He's really (laughs) intent on whatever he's playing. I'm assuming he's playing, you know, the critically acclaimed Kingdom Hearts on his portal right now, so, you know. Oh, I knew he finally did that. There's no way I'll ever know. There's no way. (laughs) Well, this episode is going to be uh, mostly us reviewing how terrible we are at at our opinions, because we are going to review all of our predictions from last year, and then we will be following up this year with an upgraded version of our hit shit and meh list that we did last year for all the games we are going to do a different version of that that's a little more palpable but apart from that before we get started here is there any you know sort of stuff we're playing right now that anybody wants to get out of their system before we move on to the big thing for today honestly yeah you, you want to so, talk about the portal talk so, about the portal man i am going down this weird ass rabbit hole with this portal thing like it is i have the weirdest relationship with this and kind of echoing what i had last week so we were talking last week about how i love the portal when it works it's great but it's finicky as heck and i was talking about how you have to downgrade the resolution on your playstation to 1080p in order to get like good streaming and that works but then i went down another rabbit hole because i'm like i can't keep doing this and then they're like hey turn off the hdcp whatever it is that like stops you from recording netflix off your playstation turn that off doesn't do anything and then they're like hey don't do that. What you need to do is disconnect your HDMI port, like connect like HDMI plug from your PlayStation in order to get good streaming. And surprisingly, that worked. But then I'm like, once again, this is really stupid. So then I, like, I went down another. <laughs> yeah. But well, why? so like the, the, the theory is, and I, and I kind of attest to this, is that I think the PlayStation struggles to understand whether to stream it in 4K or in 1080p. And by having it hooked up with the HDMI port, it's trying to do both, gets a tummy ache, and then just quits. So, yeah, if you disconnect the HDMI connection, then it stops going in the 4K resolution, just does the 1080p. Cool. Then I went down another Reddit rabbit hole. Shout out to the PlayStation Portal Reddit community. You guys are golden. Uh, They're like, no, go into your Bravia TV and set up, like, simple IP. And that if you toggle that, it works for better for streaming. And I did that. And now I'm happy to report I'm so far playing without any major latency. But this is the problem I have with the portal. It is a fantastic product that is just so convoluted that like I have gone through so many different ways that like some people are like, hey, I take it out of the box and it works perfectly. Others are like, no, I have to go through five different subreddits to figure out like what I'm doing here. And it's just, oh, I don't know, like I love it. I'm not telling someone not to buy it, but like there's an asterisk that you might become an I like a network. I'm pretty sure I got like a Cisco certification doing this. Like it, yeah, I've should, done that much. You should just be asking for a new job now. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. So, um, yeah, so I've gone down a really deep rabbit hole with the portal, but like, I'm loving it. I was playing Assassin's Creed Mirage in bed yesterday. Uh, it was, it's just fantastic. Like when it works, it's amazing. And I absolutely love it. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a whole week of figuring out all these different ways. And I think Jen's getting tired of just, You'd be like, hey, I figured out how to solve the latency because it seems like I've got a new thing every oh. week or every day. And she's getting tired of it. 
if my wife Alex could hear this part, the amount of triggering that she would chime in on right now about me being like, hey, guess what? I was able to get that emulation working on the Steam Deck. Check out how now it's able to do widescreen instead of four by three. <laughs> Just dead eyes. Like, that, that was like yeah. me when I, when I had my new computer and I was trying to figure out how to get everything moved over correctly without, you know, everything just being a catastrophic mess of blue screens mm -hmm. and shit. And I'm like, oh, I figured out that this one RAM stick that I got for some reason just has one pin that seems to be fucked up. And it, for some reason, decided to be fucked up after I moved it out of the old computer into the new one because it worked fine until then. And it took me all day to figure out that that was the problem because as soon as I took this out, it worked. And now I feel really accomplished, but also what the hell did I just do with my day? Honestly, <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like the PlayStation portal is the closest you can get to console gaming without console gaming. And that's just giving me the X. So, mm, but yep. as long as you're happy, it's fine now. Yep. Yeah. He, he sounds happy. He played <laughs> Assassin's Creed for now until he has to do another five hours worth of work, trying to fix it again. It's honestly it's starting to sound like Stockholm. It's honestly <laughs> starting to sound like Stockholm syndrome, where it's just like this is the team I'm on, and I'm just it's like it's not it's Stockholm fine. syndrome. You were already a Sony pony. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I've been playing Assassin's You're Creed part of the terrorist game. group at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the calls coming from Sony's inside the house for years. <laughs> the calls coming from inside the house. <laughs> no, it's the PlayStation Portal just following around out of the attic. <laughs> But, uh, in my case i've been going through marvel's midnight suns i want to say that i'm maybe halfway through the game now because uh i think the game just wants me to go now because i keep grinding endless i'm pretty sure i'm level 16 and i should be probably half that where i'm at in the story but in any format also i've got the deluxe edition with all the dlc so i got all the characters too and i was grinding the, their stats out so i'm pretty sure every time i walk into a story mission it's like i'm walking into easy mode whereas like hard missions i walk into are like okay these enemies got a little bit of hp and some shields this is going to take a second and then i walk into a story mission and be like i can kill everybody in one turn what is this <laughs> what happened <laughs> i don't i think i took a little long to get here but like in terms of the gameplay itself i fucking love this game like it's exactly what i wanted it's a marvel xcom game except it adds a little bit of like uh hearthstone i guess sort of carding into it in the way that mm -hmm. the uh, that the mana works out it's not it's not like, you know, akin to magic where you're tapping stuff and whatever else. It's just, this costs this much, put it down if you want to play it. Boom, done. So it, it has a nice system. I think it balances out well. I am playing with mods to make uh, the grinding missions a little bit more bearable, but story missions still stick to the, you only have three party members, but I have a mod that in the uh, general missions where it's just like mostly there for materials, you can get five party members and it makes those go by quicker because grinding through missions that you're just doing for either credits or upgrades to parts around the uh the main uh home location that you upgrade all your uh your training grinding exercises and all that stuff they take a little bit longer so i'm like eh, maybe i won't make those missions take forever so why don't i make those a little bit easier for me and and that's fine so i've kind of at least geared it a little bit so that i'm not spending too much time grinding through so at least it, it balances out it well but, like, for anybody who likes XCOM, like, this is a no-brainer. And I'm glad that I took my time to wait for it. Because I don't know if I'd still pay, like, more than 40 bucks for it. Because it is that kind of game that, unless you're super into this, it's not exactly the easiest thing to get into. I'm still waiting for Game Pass to just to suddenly announce it now that I've bought it. But 
I mean, it, it'd be a great Game Pass game or a great PlayStation uh, Plus game if that was put on there. But like for anybody, if you see that thing for 30 bucks or lower, it's a no-brainer if you're into strategy. It's it's pretty good. And if you even have a little bit of a penchant for card games, the card system that they do run in that too is is kind of a nice uh, breath of fresh air. Because XCOM is already pretty good on its own, but having a unique balance between the card system and its uh, positioning does give it a little bit more of an extra flair to it that I do appreciate. So it's something that... I think anybody should check out if you're into strategy games. And if you're a Marvel fan, I think even if you haven't really played a lot of strategy games, you'll find a lot to like about this. I'm waiting for the Howard the Duck DLC. Uh, (laughs) Well, I did check Nexus mods when I was looking through everything. So apart from all the uh, the 18 plus costumes, I did not see a Howard the Duck costume. So you're out of luck on that one. Ass. Hard. They they were so close. They almost had me. No. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, there's there's no ducks, only boobs. That's all you get. (laughs) Dang it. Um, actually, speaking of that game and like grabbing it if it's under $30, I grabbed it this month, but it's because Humble Bundle, so this would only work for PC, but Humble Bundle has their uh, Humble Choice, I think it's called. Yeah, their monthly. It, it's like, yeah, their monthly eight games. Uh, and this month, Midnight Suns is the oh, was main. It? Yeah, it's the main game they're pushing. So you purchased it. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to pick that up. That'd be a great Steam Deck game, but I'll wait. And then it came out on Humble Choice. I'm like, well, now I can't wait because this is only for January. Yeah, and, for me, it worked yeah. out because Epic had it on with their um, their winter sale like um, discount that they give out if you have a certain o- amount of money over it. And then on top of that, the Deluxe Edition had a real crazy discount on it. So I got that. And I still had some leftover uh, money from when I bought Cyberpunk. So I'm like, cool. I got the Deluxe Edition for like 20 bucks Canadian. I'm like, yeah, this yeah, is a that's no-brainer. A that's a steal. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but if no, anybody wants to grab it as a deal, check out Humble in January of 2024. So that's your only month. If you're listening to this later, you've definitely missed out. But uh, that's where I grabbed it, and it's like I think it's like I mean, for Canadian, it came out to like 16, but I think it's 12 dollars US, mm-hmm. um, and you get like seven other games, including Two Point Campus. Yeah. So really, you're getting it from more like Gami ten or less or at that point, along with yeah. everything else. Yeah. There's some good games in there too. So. Um, yeah, definitely. And I've run it a little bit on the Steam Deck. If anybody wants to play it on there, runs fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, for me, I've actually had an interesting time with gaming. I've been very busy, haven't been able to game as much as I'd like. I've still been like fiddling around in a couple games. Uh, Tales of Berseria uh, on my Steam Deck and A Story of Seasons on my Switch. But the main game I would say I put a lot of hours into, and it's because I can walk away from it, because you usually do this in this type of game, is City Skylines 2. Because normally I've got the city going and it's like, I need more money. Put the speed up to maximum and walk away and come back after a bit. It's like, my city's taxes got me money. Like, you just kind of do that. So it's kind of been a a game I've been playing. It's, if you like City Skylines 1, you're going to love this game. It's very much the same thing. Um, I know it had some performance issues when it first came out. And that's why I kind of avoided it. And then I realized after a bit, I'm like, this is a management game. Like, why would I care if it's going at 60 FPS or 30 or whatever? Um, and it's and you're it's a fine. PC nerd. That's what you do. Yeah, that's true. Like, my PC nerdness got in the way of me just enjoying a simple city building game. So I went in there. I started playing it just off the Game Pass app on, on PC. Um, and yeah, I, I really enjoy it. It's soothing. It's comforting. It's just one of those, like, chill games that you can play. Uh, I mean, it can feel intense if you want it to, I guess, if you're trying to do like the perfect city with the perfect 
displacement of industry versus commercialization versus residencies and stuff like that. But if you just want to build a city and just enjoy some music and, and do it, I, I highly suggest it. I'm like 20 hours in, and that's 20 hours where I've probably only been at my desk for like six of those hours because a lot of it is just running. But yeah, it is definitely a very comfy game to kind of get into, especially in the winter months. I've been very much enjoying it. But yeah, not much to say. Same as the first game, really. Yeah, so we'll see what's going on next week. I imagine I'm hoping to have a Midnight Suns review for next week, but I'm not holding my breath because things are getting really busy. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but with that being said, who cares about about this year right now? We got to talk about what happened last year, and by what happened last year, I mean what we got wrong last year. Because uh, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm gonna anyway. So we did an episode last year where we gave three predictions for what we thought was going to happen in 2023 along with our game of the year prediction. In my opinion, <laughs> I don't think we got anything right. I think we oh can my God. quotation finger say we got something sort of right. But uh, yeah, spoiler alert, we didn't know shit for 2023. So I will go through exactly what we did. So in order, Chris, you were the worst offender. I don't think there's anything that we technically what? call right on your end. Really? So, really? Your game of the year nominee you thought was going to be Starfield. Yeah, fuck. That's a good choice, though. So the closest thing I can think to you being correct on anything is you said Nintendo would announce a new 3D Mario game. Now, technically, I followed up to that comment from you and said, I think that's more likely they'll do a 2D Mario. So technically, I was correct. You were yeah. not, because they did announce Mario Wonder, which was more of an akin Wait. to a Super Mario World, or even if you want to go to the Wii, the, the new Super Mario Brothers Wii. Do we accept Super Mario RPG as the 3D Mario game? I still wouldn't even in that case. No. That's also a remake, because no. he was referring to a new 3D Mario game. Yeah, I was Man, thinking like a new this. Super Mario like, Galaxy. Like an okay, Odyssey 2 defense, sort of deal. In my defense, Galaxy or no, Odyssey was like the year the Switch came out. And there's been other Marios and shit since then. Who is expecting fucking a new 2D Mario game that was actually going to be good? And a and remake of a square a Nintendo property. Of, like the, the, the unicorn, the white whale of fucking games? Like, that was never getting remade. This is not my fault. I went with the safe answer and Nintendo was like, hold my beer and gave me everything else I wanted. And they're like possibly like two of my favorite games of last yeah, year. Yeah, at that point you figure they would have given a call to Square and be like, well, while we're doing Super Mario RPG, you want to just like let us announce a Chrono Trigger remake while we're at it just to piss Chris off yep. more? I would faint. And <laughs> in a good way. This is only re- this is only like solidifying Chris's um, pension of just being a fence sitter. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. Uh, and his other two predictions, game. he thought the legal process for Activision Blizzard would still be continuing into this year, which, hey, to be honest, it. we all thought that was going to happen, too. <laughs> yeah, but he's the moron that put it on paper. Yeah, That's true. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that actually did finish, surprisingly enough, much to my yeah. dismay, because it was really funny how much longer it kept going. It was right on the cusp, too. Yeah, and then the, uh, yeah. the last one you had is that you thought they were going to do a Master Chief Collection sort of uh, collection for Gears, which for Gears. also did not happen. God, I remember thinking all of this and thinking I was a fucking genius. I was like, <laughs> this is going to be my year. I'm going to blow everybody away with these facts. Come on, June. Let's see all these announcements. Ugh. So I'll go I was, on to yeah, me because still didn't do much better. 
My game of the year nominee was going to be Tears of the Kingdom. To, or game of the year was going to be Tears of the Kingdom. To be fair, none of us thought Baldur's Gate three was going to be anything, let alone. To be fair, no, no. Game. I've seen some people. I've seen some people put like Tears of the Kingdom as game of the year. So I'll I'll, I'll take that. Like yeah, that's, like that's I that. I put like, that, that as like a yellow instead of a red because I'm like I mean it was nominated and probably would have won had it not been for Baldur's Gate. So you know what? I'll yeah. I'll give myself a finger pat on the shoulder for that one. But now that that was a difficult thing to say, like that was the easiest thing I could have ever said. Uh, but my three guesses were just not there. Uh, the one that I thought was going to be an easy one was that either PlayStation or Xbox would add a video streaming service like a Crunchyroll or a Netflix or anything like that to one of their services. Still uh, hasn't yeah. happened. So to my dismay, that didn't Wait. go. Yeah, I thought PlayStation, PlayStation added... add like PlayStation Core or something, a video streaming service from PlayStation. Uh, no, sure I don't know did. if it's called Core, but it's called PlayStation something or Sony's hey, Core. Are, are you giving Sony me Core? something? Yeah, I'm giving you facts, man. Well, not facts. It's okay. Yeah, my you're brain right. Sony Pictures facts. Core. Okay, well, I win. Never yeah. mind. Green. Why? Well, like it's green. It's not good. Like the, I, I don't think this is a very big thing. Look, that I'm taking well any greens it, but... I can get. All right. Because <laughs> I just assumed that I had since I hadn't heard about it that it just didn't exist. Because I'm like I have the friggin. This is how buried that thing must be because I still didn't know it was there. But uh, <laughs> okay, fine. Well, I'll take what right I, up there I with can PlayStation get. Stars. Yeah. But either way, the other two mm, were definitely not going to happen. Uh, Sony, I jokingly just said Sony's going to finally buy Square Enix. Of course, that didn't happen. No. And then I said that a major studio didn't matter whether it was AAA or not. Just like a recognizable studio was going to announce a VR game that uses your microphone is also part of the you know the the message so like you could like say talk to an npc or something like that that hasn't really happened kaylin you did something similar and we'll get to your version of that but uh i was basically like dead wrong on that nobody's done like a vr version of this at least to my knowledge if it is it's like some very like small like experiencing that maybe is done in like some indie booth at a show but it wasn't anything like majorly promoted mm-hmm Okay, so Kalen, we're starting with we're starting with your worst offender, which was your game of the year nominee. Do you remember know. what you put for that? Yeah, I, do I, don't talk, I don't. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, I, I will. I it was tried. Atomic Heart, <laughs> which we will also get to when we talk about our hit shit and metal list. So we'll, we'll get to that later. But that was your uh, your pick. Didn't even qualify. Uh, didn't, no one really remembers it existed probably until now. The only way they remember is if they've seen art of the freaking robot, like girls from the beginning of the game. That's about the most that people remember about it now. It was uh, a cool concept. It, it trailered well. Yeah. So did Starfield. So did a lot of things, <laughs> but at least Starfield kept a decent rating on like atomic heart. It'll have a resurgence. It's coming back. Well, speaking of, of not having a resurgence, uh, your first <laughs> assumption was that Ubisoft was going to announce a splitter cell sequel. <laughs> that was hoping that Kale, was Kale, you, you, you want to discuss universe. that pick. That was just manifestation. That was like <laughs> bring, ex- throwing it into existence into the universe. So that went yeah. well. Instead, they gave us Avatar, man. That's what you did. Yeah, you 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 willed James Cameron in. That was as close as you got. <laughs> uh, your second one, I'm not going to give a pick to because you were very specific, but you said a Metal Gear Solid original, the original one was getting a remake by Bluepoint, which isn't the case for it being the first game, and it isn't for Bluepoint. It is just Konami remaking Snake Eater. I mean, you were in, you were in the ballpark, but 
It was more mm. like in the bleachers part of the ballpark. Yeah, no, I, I could make an argument, but it wouldn't be in good faith. And then the one that I, I sort of gave the yellow mark in the same way that I did for like Tears of the Kingdom is you said that a game will use AI to react to your speech in games. This is technically a thing that exists because um, Replica Games did an experience within the uh, that Matrix experience that was done in Unreal Engine 5 where mm-hmm. you can go up to NPCs and speak to them. It's not technically a game per se, but it is like a proof of concept. So I kind of put that there as being like, yeah, like the, the framework's being used now. Because they were using something similar to like what Chat GPT is for NPC yeah. characters to just respond to you. So I put that as like a yeah, sort of kind of deal because it's not technically like a fully fledged game. But I mean, like, hey, it it did better yeah. than my VR version of that. So at least you, you were <laughs> you were closer than I was. You were closer than everything I said last year. <laughs> so yeah that's how intelligent we are at figuring out what the business of 2023 was going to be like to be fair we put shots in the dark too for entertainment purposes and none of them panned out as you kind of expect them to but at least no one's going to come after us that like we're like whistleblowers who got insider trading knowledge like we clearly know know what yeah going you, you on. should you should have really gone out there and be like playstation's going to come out with a portable console and it's actually not going to be terrible it may take me five years <laughs> to figure out how to make it stream properly but it will work <laughs> It comes with a free Cisco training network course. (laughs) (laughs) So that was our predictions. So now we pivot over to what we did last year. We're going to do it differently for, for our run of this year, but we'll go back to what we did for 2023. So this was originally, we had a hit as being obviously like well-reviewed meh being, you know, middle of the road and then shit being like, it just is pretty much panned by most. And the way we're going to have it work is that at least for this version of it from 2023, anything that Metacritic would have given the uh, like the green rating to like 75 and up, we'll call that a hit because it reviewed well enough. Anything in the yellow above a 60, because apparently uh, getting anything in the red is pretty hard to do unless you're Gollum or uh, what was the other notable one? I can't think of what the second one is off the top of my head right now, but that was the main one that uh, didn't do oh, that. Well. Redfall? Lord of the Rings Gollum one that got a 34 on Metacritic. It's pretty bad. Redfall was one. And what's that day after the day after? Or whatever? Redfall actually was a yellow. A very what? low yeah. yellow, but it was a yellow. It has an 89 on Metacritic? What? No. But, I'll, but I'll get to that. But what's yeah, me- any, anything that we put below a 60, we're going to call shit. Because apparently getting into that red mark on Metacritic is not easy for most major games. So... Uh, to start off, we did Star Wars Jedi Survivor. We across the board went with hit. That wasn't really a shock. It ended up with an average of 82, so that was pretty well expected. It did get a bunch of nominations, so I don't think anybody's surprised by that. I even said, like, it's going to be a hit. I don't care about it, but I know it's going to be a hit. Wrong on so many levels. It's so good. Yeah, I, it I was so good. I wouldn't say it's 82 good, but who, what am I to say? I didn't play it. Well, I think people that played it on PC don't think it was an 82 when it came out, but, you know. Yeah, they don't people think who play, the experience of it was people who play on PC just don't like video games. That's the thing. They're never happy. Okay. 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 And I thought I thought I was. I'm sorry. Start in, I'm sorry. In, Am I wrong, Mister? My C Skylines is not playing at 4K 60 FPS. No, it was playing at 1440. First of all, that's my monitor. Why would I go over the resolution? But, hey, Sony, okay, just, just to do me wrong. a favor, do you want to like change the uh, the settings in the PlayStation portals again so Kaylin has to spend another day going through it? Yeah, my Steam Deck works great. 
Uh, next up was Hogwarts Legacy. Um, we were basically all over the place in terms of the hit and meh. Like, Kaylin, you and I said a meh, although I was very specific saying review-wise it would be a meh. And Chris, you you basically like couldn't decide. You were in hit and meh territory. What a uh, the, surprise. The uh, average yeah, was an 84. <laughs> it did better than Jedi Survivor on average. I still think, in my honest opinion, that those reviews are very heavily influenced by nostalgia because I don't believe that this game is an 8 out of 10 plus. I think a lot of this was very weighted on they've wanted to just be in hogwarts so badly that they were willing to take whatever they got in my honest opinion it's a solid six and a half to a seven like that's as generous as i'm willing to be for it because the gameplay itself is just really not that interesting after you've gotten through the initial wonder about it but like again if you're a harry potter fan you were a pig and shit the entire time yeah, I think it's totally just the IP. Like, it's not the game itself. It's just playing in that IP world. And they handled the IP itself very well. Oh, yeah. yeah you slapped this on and call it, like, Larry Totter, and no one's going to want to play this. Yeah, okay, well, put, I want to You put that. any other name next to it, this probably <laughs> is getting 60s. Yeah, oh, easily. Uh, next up, Spider-Man 2. No surprise, we were hit across the board. Average of 90, or I shouldn't say average of 90, at least for one console. What am I saying? Um... But yeah, I mean, we're not surprised. Like, that's that was definitely a Game of the Year nominee. No surprise there. Uh, next up was Final Fantasy 16. We all put hits across the board, much to my own dismay. I didn't want to say it was going to be a hit, but I knew it was going to be well-reviewed. That, surprisingly, has held at an average of 87, which I still think is higher than it should be. Way higher than it should be. I mean, Hogwarts is at an 84, so I would say, even though I don't like 16 that much, I'd still say quality-wise, it's better. It's it's above Hogwarts Legacy, even though I finished Hogwarts. It shouldn't be above Star Wars, though. I feel like Star Wars is Yeah, the fact that both of those are above Jedi Survivor is kind of, you know, telling on... It's it's the thing with Metacritic. Again, it's aggregating, but at the same time, it's it's definitely shows, like, there are some games that license-wise are just going to get the benefit of the doubt more than others. Yeah, like, Star Wars admittedly is 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 not nearly as well received as it used to be. Like if this was maybe ten years ago, maybe it maybe had a better chance of sticking a landing better, but it just seems like people are so burnt out that like a new Star Wars game is gonna have to be real good to get like high praise now. Uh Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. So we all said shit on this, right? <laughs> <laughs> So we were hit across the board. 96 yeah. is the current rating. Should Well, everybody thought was going to be the game of the year until Baldur's Gate popped into the fray. We did not rate this game on our on our list because it wasn't on our radar at that point. So Yeah, what the hell is Baldur's guys? Gate? A table, a, a, a turn-based RPG for the piece. Get out of here. No one's liking that. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, next up, speaking of things, okay, we finally get into the shit territory. So, uh, Forspoken, you guys put Ooh. as meh, I put it as shit because of based on what I, I played in the demo. I still believe this rating is too high for what it was, but it's at a 63, which barely keeps it in meh hey! territory. But I, I'm like, nah, man, this is as bad as Redfall. The only difference is, is Redfall was broken. Forspoken is just bad all around. <laughs> so what's the score right now? Where are we sta- What's the standings? Oh, if I, I should have probably been checking that off. Okay. Yeah, we've not been doing that. My mistake. Okay, let me review. Fine, we'll be professional. I think Chris and I are winning. For well, sure. Yeah, with that. So, it wasn't well, just forespoken for us. It was foreshadowing. We knew. Chris a half. Oh. He did stay between hit and meh for Hogwarts, so those won't count. 
the board there. Actually, we were across the board and everything else. So at this point, if I add everything together now, Chris is up by basically a half a point. What? You're right. That makes complete sense, and I agree. <laughs> because I'm not giving him a full point for being hit or met on Hogwarts. You don't get to play both sides. You only get a half. I mean, Kalen, if you want me to be a dick, I could just give him no points for not actually picking a side. Pick a, pick a lane, Chris. <laughs> well, until then, we'll, see, unless, we'll, see if that's, we'll see if that's the tiebreaker. <laughs> if if say, that's the tiebreaker, Kalen's going to have a much different opinion. Yeah. Yeah, if, yeah. If, that's, if, that, if he wins by half a print, I'm going to go to the commissioner on this. <laughs> uh, next up was Dead Space. We were hit across the board. That's held at an 88. So very much correct on that one. Now we get to the fun part. So Atomic Heart. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Kalen immediately knows what's happening here. I want, can we circle back to that 0.5 score thing? <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I said meh, and both of you said hit. So now I lead by, I guess technically if Chris is still counting, it's I'm up by a half point now. <laughs> so we're good because that's held at a 72. I think that might still be also generous to it, but hey, it is what it is. It's okay. I'm going to lose that field. point advantage. Per Actually, never mind. I just looked to no, further. Look, I don't look. have to worry, but I'm, I'm not talking about it now. We're getting to that later. But uh, Resident Evil 4 is next up, hit across the board. I don't think any of us would have picked anything else too, given how the state of the Resident Evil remakes have been. That's holding it at a 92. That would have been... Actually, I can't... Oh, my oh. God. Was that one... Yeah, that one was the Game of the Year nominee for the one that we were... Yeah, that one wasn't... Be that one was because we were thinking it wasn't going to get any chance of it anyway because it was a remake. But it was definitely among the six. Yeah. Okay. So now this is the fun one where we were all wrong. Tell me Prime Starfield. boss, Rock A City. Oh, oh God, that, oh, that was last year? Oh, no. So for oh, starters, no. Kalen and Chris, you guys it's had it as a hit. Yeah, it had so never. many big names in it. It couldn't have it was failed. Like, it was my game of the year last year. It's the, it was the Titanic of gaming. It was too good to too good to fail. I didn't take the hype, and I said, meh. Didn't oh. even make that. It is the <laughs> lowest one on our list at a 52 average. Oh. Now, that would technically oh. have put it in the yellow, so it would have been a meh had I not altered the rating so that we had at least a couple of shits on the list because I'm like, man, we can't have this list and not have these like two of these notoriously bad games not at least be covered in the shit list. So yep. for that purpose, no one was correct. No points for anybody. I still think it could be a hit. We'll see. <laughs> well, it was <laughs> a hit right into the garbage bin. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Diablo oh, 4, game. on the other hand, while a lot of people have some very strong opinions about it in retrospect, uh, we also was going to be a hit and as hell at an 88. So we are all okay there. Higher than Jedi and Hogwarts and Final Fantasy 16? Mm -hmm. I got to play Diablo 4. <laughs> Case number two, where you we were all pass. incorrect. Rackstock. What? Redfall. We were all generous and said met, and we were still wrong. It's held at a 56. Oh. Still better than Rocky City. Still better than Rocky <laughs> City. Still better than Lord <laughs> of the Rings Golem, which is yeah. mostly everything at this point. Uh, yeah. 
How about being wrong again for the opposite reason? We said meh all to this game, but it actually got higher than a meh rating. Can you guys figure what game that is? Starfield? Absolutely, it was Starfield. We all said meh? We all said meh. Because we were, we were, ner- we were nervous about the, the trailer. Of the year. Yeah, because I, so I, I actually went back and watched. You even said in that prediction that you thought it was going to be a game of the year, but not for the good reasons that it was, but because it was an actual, like, good system seller for Xbox and got a lot of attention. Your logic was that it was going to get the, like, sheer popularity vote. I like oh, how I said, genius. <laughs> I like how I said meh, and I went and bought a $600 Xbox to play Starfield. <laughs> So it's hold it held it uh, hold held my god English. It is held at an eighty four. So it is in that hit, very much of a hit tier. But uh, none of us gave it the time of day to be above a seventy five, which in retrospect was uh, not a great decision on our part. But hey, we all just assumed Bethesda games were made to be broken, and yeah. they are, and they are. <sighs> and there goes my lead because we get to Assassin's Creed Mirage. And I'm oh, mad yeah. about this one. I said meh. You guys said hit. Yep. It is held at a 76. Just barely above mark. So with the tiebreaker again, Chris is up by half a point. <laughs> Commissioner. Which you guys should have just chosen our all last three game. Of Armored Core 6, which we all rated as a hit and is at an 85. So with that being said, Chris, by half a point. Uh, okay, but if I didn't have this half point, asking for a friend, what would the scores be? <laughs> it would be you and Kaylin tied. Okay, Formal protest. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to know. Sorry, uh, I can't actually item. see your face to know if you're actually that upset or not. You're too busy playing your portal. So unfortunately, yeah, I'm just going to go by uh, you're not paying enough attention to get that half a point. <laughs> oh man, I just thought about it. I could get Portal 2 streamed out on my PS4. I could play Portal on my Portal. Boom. Damn. Damn. Yep. Shower thoughts. <laughs> so we are going to move into 2024 now. So we are going to change the system up a little bit. We are now going into the the uh, numer or not numerical, the uh, letter grade tier. So your S, A, B, C, D, F tiers. So the way this is going to work now is we're going to rate it. If it's going to be a 90 or up in Metacritic at the end of, we're going to go like, these are all games in the first half of the year. Cause there's not a lot announced for basically post May. So we're just going to stick with what we know is coming up to the first half of the year. So by the time we get to our second set of predictions in what I presume will probably be like late June, early July, we'll go over what the Metacritic is holding at at that point. Cause that should be enough time for all of these games to have, basically been fully reviewed and have an actual like consistent rating so we think it's going to be a 90 or up it will be an s and anything in the 80s will be an a 70s will be a b 60s will be a c 50s will be a d and if somehow we have a game so bad that it is going to be notoriously like one of the worst games of the entire year it will go into the F tier. I don't think anything on our list is going to be that low, but you know, who knows? We might have. Oh, we didn't. We voted on Rocky City, so yeah, it's true. We all we all <laughs> did think that it was going to be at least okay, but mm. game of the year. It's still so, waiting. We're gonna go in order. We did miss a couple of games already because we're obviously doing this in late uh, January. So, but uh, we'll start with the in order of its release dates. We'll start with Yakuza Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Uh, I'm going to actually pull up the last Like a Dragon 
uh, rating on Metacritic just to give you guys at least some sort of a metric to go off. Because I know Kaylin's not really too familiar with that. So it got basically like mid eight, mid to low 80s across the board for the last version of this. This is now the sequel to that series. Uh, since I'm like the actually the only person who's played that game, I'll, I'll start with where I think it's going to be. I assume this is going to stay. I, I think it might actually get a little higher than what it got. It was 84s and 83s between the two consoles. I think it'll probably be somewhere between 85 and 87. So I'm going to put an A tier on that for me. So, That's where I'm putting mine too. Chris, you're doing the same, same. thing. Okay. Kalen, what are you thinking? I'm going to say 80s. Put in the A tier. So you're going to go A on that one as well. Okay. Next one up is going to be Tekken 8. For reference, Tekken 7, the last one, which came out in 2017. That one did, again, low 80s for that one. This one I'm kind of torn on, just because I'm not 100% familiar with how Tekken's... Really, I'm like I'm not a big fighting game guy outside of more of my 2D stuff. Tekken generally, like, it hasn't been, like, as highly praised since really the PS2 days, so it's kind of hard for me to rate this one. I think I'll just safely go with A's just because like the last couple seem to be around that area. And I think that for the most part, like people are going to be reviewing that game or fighting game guys. And I don't feel like Tekken's going to get so bad that it's going to be, you know, low. It might do what Street Fighter 6 did this year and just get real heavy praise. So maybe it ends up being S tier, but I, I would say safe, say safe, say safe. And I did it again. I did it again. <laughs> <sighs> stay safe. And keep it in the A tier on this one. I'm going to say Stafe as well. Okay. <laughs> You're going in the F tier on that. All right. Uh, I'm going to try and win this one. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to break away from the pack. I'm going to go put an S tier. I say it's going to creep at a 90. Oh. Get a little for, spicy. Get a, get a little interest here. For the fun of it, uh, Tekken's last time it was in the 90s was Tekken 3 way back in the PlayStation days. So, you know it's, what? It's due for a comeback. It'd be a hell of a thing for a Tekken game to get that high praise again. I'm sure a lot of times. It's gonna squeak. It's gonna squeak and hit that 90. Oh, watch! It's gonna do that. It's gonna be. It's either gonna be that or it's gonna be an 89, and somebody's gonna be pissed at the end of this. Let's go with that. Or it's gonna be a 79, and all three of us are gonna be pissed. Yes, that was also what I was thinking. Like, oh, should I go with B for like a 79? No, no. no all no. right. Here is the first fun one. Because this could go in a lot of different directions, to be honest. Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. Yeah. Because <laughs> we all think it's going to be trash. How much? How trash is it, though? Seem to do better than we think it does. So that's the real challenge. Is we know what we think it's going to actually be treated like in terms of general public, but review-wise, what do we think it's going to do? I am going to take a. I think this is actually a risk. And I'm going to say it's going to be in the 70s. So I'm going to put it at a C tier. Or sorry, B tier. Because mm. my my brain is telling me it's going to be in the 60s. But I think that people mm. are still going to be so nice to review it that it's going to still stay in like the low 70s. I think it's going to be a C tier. I think it's going to be like high 60s, maybe mid. And I think that's where it's going to stay. I'm going to put it at D tier. I think it's going to be in the 50s. Wow. Wow. Content. (laughs) (laughs) This could be a very good tiebreaker one then. That's for sure. Well, like, so like no one, like no one has come out of the review being like, oh, this is good. Right. So like no one, no one's like, like, I think I might even Mm -hmm. go into like under 50. 
See, like, I'm, st I'm still trying to think of the mind of like most reviewers are still going to say, well, like the gameplay's fun. There's this and this going forward, and they'll still but give the gameplay's because not they're fun. like, yeah, I know. But I'm still thinking like when pencil comes to paper, I still think that there's a good chunk of reviewers that will at least give it enough to give it something. And all it takes is a couple of aggregates to give a little bit, especially because we're not assuming that everyone's giving sevens or sixes. There's still going to be your 73s or 65s or 78s. And all it takes is a couple of those to kind of mess with it. So like, I think Chris is probably going to be correct here, but I'm there's just that part of my brain that just reviewed all of the games that we talked about that even though like, I really don't think Hogwarts Legacy any fucking chance in the world is an 84, but it's an 84. So, like, I, I'm just like, somehow reviewers are going to make this dumber, but I think Chris is probably correct here, but I'm still sticking to my guns on somehow it's going to barely cut 70. I think he's wrong. I think it's going to be 50. Or, I think it's going to be in the 50s or lower. Oh, I will laugh my ass off when it is, because it means that, you know, companies will get the hint that, hey, stop making everything a live service game. Oh, they won't get that message. That's though. so adorable. Well, I mean, <laughs> Sony's at least learning you shouldn't put, you know, a shit ton of money into one of your biggest franchises and hope that it'll just perfectly work without any issue. But hey, it is what it is. Are you learning that though? Are they? Well, we'll find out. If Uncharted gets a new one, we'll find out. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, Helldivers 2. This is going to be an interesting one, especially because they've completely changed how this game is going to be played because it was top down before and now it's more of a third person shooter. Uh, the original game got an 81. I'm really torn if I want to give this S tier because I think that this has got a sleeper chance to be like one of those games that might be game of the year nominee, but it depends on how many more AAA games kind of hit it. I think this is going to be an A tier for the 80s for sure. It's just a matter of how high. Yeah, same. Especially since it's going to be on the PC and PlayStation like ecosystems and like I see PC people eating this up. Yeah, and, sure. and it's and it's not being like overly shoved down our throat, and it's and it's being sort of quiet, but not in the quiet that's making us concerned. More of like the yeah, they're just putting this out there. There's nothing wrong going on. It's just everything's going as as perfectly scheduled, and it's probably going to be more of what we want, if not just an improvement on it already. Yeah, I want like safe answer. I think it's going to be an A, and I'm just determining if I want to go safe. Or, like, throw it a gamble, you know? Yeah, like, it, it really could, like, sneak up and be a 90-91, but I'm, I'm holding steady at being, like, high 80s. Caleb, what are you thinking? Put in this B category. I think it's going to be solid... Go 70s? I think it's going to be, like, high 70s. Like, Helldivers was great. The original? For... I think so. And I think, like, Helldivers mm. was really neat because it was a cool top-down, um, like co-op multiplayer game with like neat mechanics that you can kill your partners and stuff i don't know how well it's going to translate into a third person like i i feel it's going to feel too much like a destiny but not as polished as destiny so i think part of the charm is going to be lost in it going third person and it's not going to do great especially because arrowhead games isn't like known for doing third person games so we'll see I want it to succeed. I am very hyped for Helldivers 2, but I think I think once you get the detractors, I think it'll land in and around. It's hard whether it's a high 70s or low 80s, but I'm going to just, for the sake of, you know, putting my flag, I'm going to put it for in the high 70s, so B. All right. Here's a real challenging one because you'd think it's a little bit easier to figure out because it's Nintendo, but it's a series that doesn't traditionally get really high praise, but Mario versus Donkey Kong for Switch. So 
on Metacritic, when I flip between DS games or Game Boy Advance games or Wii U games, they all flip between like mid 70s to low 80s. So this could be an actually real tough one. It's probably going to be somewhere between a B and an A, and I'm just trying to figure out where I want to lean on it. Uh, what is it? What's that, Kalen? Which one are we talking about? Which one are we talking about? Mario versus Donkey Kong. So, like, prior releases have all been flipping back and forth between 70s and 80s, so I'm... Uh... I'm going to give this definitely a B. I can just yeah, feel... Yeah, I'm there, too. Yeah, like, I, I can just I think it'll be high feel... 70s. I don't know if it's if it's got enough weight to carry it over just because it's not, like, a flagship Nintendo. So it doesn't get the the same Nintendo rub that most of them do. I think this one might... If anything, I probably see this being in like the 77 to 79 range, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's like yeah. low 80s either. Yeah, I'm putting it a B because I think most Switch owners are going to see it as like a filler game mm-hmm. waiting for either the Switch 2 or the next big Switch release. I put this A tier. I put this A tier. I think this is going to be A. I'm going to put an A. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nintendo always gets the bump. It's coming out as, as a cheaper $49.99 game. I think it's got potential. And they're coming off the high of Mario Wonder. They're coming off like Breath of the Wild. Like Nintendo had a good year and they always get the bump. So I'm going to put it as low A. All right. Other real fun one. Skull and Bones. Oh. This is a hard one to predict. Because like, I've seen like the odd tint, the odd like rumbling that it's it's actually okay, but at the same time, like there's still that that part of my brain that's like, there's no way this is gonna do well. There's just no way. Like, I'm putting it a C tier. Like this, this is even worse than Hogwarts Legacy to me. Like this is a surefire. There's no way this can be good, right? So you're going C tier game... for the '60s. Yep. Yeah. I'm going with like a solid 75 or a 7.5 out of 10. Wow. I think every rating that this game gets is going to be this 75 number I'm where so the game torn. is actually enjoyable. I think just nobody cares. I don't think the game's going to come out broken and bad and all that. I think it's going to be fine, but I think no one's going to care. Kind of like the avatar game. Like it's not, that's a 7.5 or a 75 game, but like, I don't know. Not really anybody talks about it because it's just, I don't know. There was, there was no hype. Chris, I'm, I'm not an avatar fan. I have no stake in this fight. I'm offended that you compared avatar to skull and bones and I don't care about avatar. So, so what do you I just feel like, I just stuff. feel like that, that game's getting beat up by you. And it's just not fair that I just say something. I actually don't care. I kind of hate avatar, but I'm like, you know, no, I feel like I need to speak up. So here's, we here's don't know. my logic. I'm going to go, be with Chris on this one, and here's why. All of Ubisoft's games, if I take Avatar as the recent example, and I go look at the worst examples of Assassin's Creed games in terms of Metacritic, they somehow stay above 70. So as Skull and Bones hits 60, it will be the first major Ubisoft release in this in this like generation of open world games they've been doing. At least that I can see off of quickly skimming that it gets below a 70. I believe in my heart of hearts that this game is going to suck so bad. But I think somehow, because Assassin's Creed, Rogue, and Unity, in my opinion, were so fucking abysmal and they still got low 70s, that Skull of Modes is somehow going to trip into a 71 anyway. 
How dare you? Unity is one of, if yeah, not, I like Unity. Rogue, pinnacle I not Assassin's like. Creed. I can't what wait till this fucking Skull and Bone game get like 94. I can't yeah, game wait. Game of the Year nominee. It's going to be the dialogue. There. The dialogue tree is just insane. And I mean, again, I say this every time. If we end up being wrong and this game is fucking amazing, woe is us. More cool things to play. But until how did then, I form a, fucking prove me right or prove me wrong. How did I form an emotional bond with a mermaid? <laughs> <laughs> right? That's hey. how they get you, man. Hey, I've watched <laughs> enough story. anime to know that's possible. All right. The story, the story is based on a social class structure that's very relevant to 2024. Well, speaking of sort of anime, it's the best transition I can do there. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is basically a mm. 3D anime at this point. This is difficult for me because I don't know if I can justify this being S tier. I'm and I'm sitting there trying to see because the remake, basically it's across like, the board, has 80s. been high 80s. So to assume it gets 90 plus is assuming that it's taken even better. I am going to to bite the bullet and say yes, only because however the ending of this game goes is going to really tell that story. Because we know, spoiler alert for the for original Final Fantasy VII fans, uh, Aerith gets killed off in this game. So we all assume that that's coming at the end of, of part two here. And if that is happening, that's where it's going to happen. And the way that that story can be told leading up to that point could really hit an emotional value that honestly most JRPGs have not hit to a high quality extent because the quality of 7 Remake was incredible. I'm actually surprised in 87 is the rating that it got that it got held to. I figured it would do better than that. But Because like, think about it. It's lower it's, than Dead Space. It's the same rating as 16. That doesn't make sense to me. I hated the original seven compared to it to the remake, and I fucking love that game. And it's being held to sixteen standard. Oh boy, that makes me mad more than anything else now. But uh, I'll bite the bullet and say it'll get in the nineties. I think that's a game of the yeah, year. I'm, I'm biting the bullet that th it's going to be the first game, but just that much better because it's like opening up a bit more. You know, it's learning to run. So it's going to get like a 91. So we're going S tier, baby. Kale and we're I assume you're there. giving it an F because you don't care about JRPGs, Mr. JRPG is, King over there. This is one with Tony the Tiger and his friends, right? Yes, right. Yes. Okay, yeah. I'm going to put it at an A. I think it's going to I think it's going to still hover in those like 80s. Yeah, Tony I, I really tiger. hope that this finally does well enough that people go, oh, wow, look, a Final Fantasy in the 90s again. How <laughs> Actually, when is the last time that's happened? That's a fun question to ask. Let's Does see. 14 count? I wonder if 14 is. Based in on there. the meta score. So. No, you know what? Wait, I want to do this real quick. Which one do you think is the highest one? I'm going to, I'll figure it out for you. Well, and well, I already have it, have the list up. So I've kind of beaten no. you guys to that. So we'll just have to leave that to Chris. Chris, what do you think is the high, most highly rated uh, Final Fantasy game on Metacritic? And I'll give you three guesses because oh, you won't them? get it on the first try. Every single one of them? Yeah. Out of all of the Final Fantasy Holy games, what is fuck. the highest meta, meta score? And, like, are we talking main number, or do I have to all go of fucking them. off the rails? All of them. Oh, I mean, I can tell you me. flat out, none of the not number titles are on this list anytime soon. Okay, good. Because, damn it. Um, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, like... Cerebrus isn't going to count on this one. <laughs> no. I don't know. I'm going to say, like, maybe nine? Ding, ding. I'll say like four is the oh, meta damn. score for that. That is number one. Nine? Nice. That's how good I am at this. Follow me for more Final Fantasy guessing tips. So as we go through, 9 out of 94, 6 is out of 92, 12 is out of 92, 10 is out of 92. I'm not counting um, 
expansions for 14, so that's not really going to apply here. 8 is at a 90, and that's it. So the last mainline Final Fantasy game, not counting 14 expansions, is 12. So we're talking 17 years. Yeah, that was what, 2006 or something? 2006. That's coming up on... Holy Otherwise, crap. The last, the last <laughs> one, the last anything with a Final Fantasy name on it is uh, Endwalker, which was 2021's expansion for 14. Who can oh, forget? Endwalker, yeah. But yeah, not yep. even 7 Remake has. 16 obviously did not. Like, yeah, well, yeah, and 4 only got an 85, which is interesting, but, you know, that Super Nintendo ratings were weird back then. But yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if Final Fantasy can finally get itself back in the 90s, which it hasn't done in almost 20 years. Yeah. Unless this, it's the MMO. <laughs> this one's a crapshoot because I don't think any of the three of us have an opinion, but it is being widely regarded by uh, by like RPG fans in general. Uh, Capcom's Dragon Dogma 2, so the sequel to that one. Uh, let me actually pull up the rating for the original. So the original got a 75, so it was barely making... Whoa. Barely making a B tier here. Whoa. There's a lot of people like that are genuinely excited about it, but I don't see anything that makes me excited about it. So I don't know review wise how it's going to be. I'm going to stick in the seventies at a B because I don't, I Capcom's been very good lately. I wouldn't be surprised if they do something pretty intuitive or pretty engaging with this, the sequel that actually gets it into the eighties, but I'm still kind of hovering in that 70 range, but that's mostly because I'm not familiar enough with the product to have like a clear cut opinion based on what I've seen. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going a, I think Capcom's going to use some of their recent Capcom magic and make it an A tier. Like it's going to be like an 82 or something. It's not going to be like blowing anybody away like crazy but I think it's going to be a good game with some of that, that Capcom flair, you know? Yeah, it's going to be nice to see like more properties getting a bit of a bump. And Capcom has been having a pretty good track record, so it'd be nice to see oh, them hitting on yeah. even more cylinders. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Chris. I think Sega, or not Sega, Capcom is in like a bit of a stride right now where they're doing, uh, they're doing well. And so I think, yeah, I think they're going to kind of put some time and effort. And the game does look good, so I'll, I'll put it in the 80s. Okay. Second last one we got here, the other Nintendo one that we've noticed, uh, Princess Peach Showtime. I have nothing to go off here. I'm just going to go B's just to have the 70s rating because it's not like a main line. I think it's just going to get like yeah. middle of the ground reviews. Yeah, I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to give this an A. It's Nintendo. Nintendo don't miss. He, he, well, it matches what he did for Mario versus Donkey Kong. So look, he's got two free points compared to us, Chris, if he's right on those. So hey. Yeah, but yeah, Chris gets true. those bullshit point five points. So, no, no, only last <laughs> hey, year. He, we're not. We're not I letting him stick on a fence this time. It. Yeah, I can't be like I'm gonna go with an A S. <laughs> yeah, because you're an ass. A S. Uh, yeah. Last one <laughs> that we have here is Rise of the Ronin. This one is tough because the initial first trailer I was super stoked about. The second trailer was not so much. So now I'm kind of like hovering. Like this could be big like this could really impress and be like another ghost of Tsushima level high quality open world game or it could be trying to be that and falling on its face i don't know if it, i'm still thinking if anybody else has an opinion that they want to give a rating on mm. this one is tough i'm definitely hovering between a and s I i'm know gonna put that. it at a i'm gonna put it at a yeah a feels safe 
I mean, like kinda... it, it looks cool. Um, there's gonna be some people who are gonna be upset that it's too much like a Soulsborne game. There's gonna be some that are upset that it's not enough like a Soulsborne game. So I, I'm gonna put it right, right in the middle. Solid A. Fuck it, I'm going S. I'm going S. It's the new Elden Ring. Let's go. <laughs> also, did I answer for Helldivers 2? I just realized that. Yeah, you did. You uh, okay. add an A as well with me. Oh, okay, okay, good. Uh, I'm going to check one. So, Team Ninja, Wolong did, did A's, and then did Strange Paradise did, because that was two most recent ones. Well, how have they been doing? So 72 on Stranger of Paradise. And then 81. Oof. Yeah, fuck it. I'll go B. I'll take the risk and say it's going to be in the low 70s. Oh, this is this is going to be where we divide and we see who wins at the end. I can't wait until January 2025. <laughs> well, for, the, for this one, we'll review it either in late June or early July, depending on depending on where we want to slot that. Because it also depends on how many uh, games get revealed by the time we get to that point in the year. Because... If we still don't have like the the majority of the fall releases yet, we might still hold off a little bit, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, we got 10 games for the first half. We'll look back at that later on this year and see how we did. I mean, I'm sure at some point on another show, maybe we'll do another uh, 2024 predictions for the entire year like we did and completely were wrong for almost everything that we did for last year. But we'll look at that somewhere in the future depending on how the rest of the month shapes out but for that point uh any last thoughts by everybody before we take this episode off the air for the week i think i got this i, I got this back. <laughs> I, I i i don't trust myself for anything no one trusts anything i, I mean, said because look thing, at last Caleb, year you have a real advantage here because you've gone off the beaten path compared to me and chris way more so if you're right more often than you're wrong on these risks, you're going to take some freebies from us. So yeah, I'm either going to do very well or very badly. It's not. Yeah, you're either going to be first or last. Yeah. I don't think I don't think there's a second place finish in your future on this one. <laughs> it's like anything else. You're either going to look like a genius or a dumbass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, with that being said, that is going to cover our ratings predictions for 2024 or at least the first half of 2024 my god i can't talk anything at all this is what happens when you work a job while you're on the phone your your english vocabulary just gets completely screwed up over the course of a day so you know what your english is so bad i think we should just cancel side quests this friday well it's funny you say that we aren't gonna actually have a side quest this week because for time constraints i just am not gonna have a chance to get another one in or edit it so we're just doing the main show so Apologies if you guys were looking for Friday content, but uh, what you going to do? But anyways, that's going to do it for this episode. So obviously, as per usual, if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. If you are viewing this on any audio platform that allows you to give us a rating, please do so. Leave any comments where you can. You can also check out our link tree. That's linktr.e slash pixelplaypodcast. Link to our socials. Link to our Discord where you can join and shoot the breeze with us there. Or mostly just make fun of our bad opinions. Don't worry, we do that all the time in our own Discord too. And anything else you're looking for, like our uh, email if you want to ask us questions or where you can find the podcast outside of where you're already listening to it, you can find that there. We will see you next week when uh, we probably have more incorrect opinions based on what's going to happen the rest of the year, but we'll see. So for that, thank you so much for checking out this week's episode. We will see you next time. Bye-bye for now. I'm going to go set up a wireless mesh throughout my house. <laughs>